everyone, and welcome down to episode number 102 of the Down South Photo Show with me, Brendan Waits, here in Ocean Grove, Victoria, Australia. And the guy on the other screen, or in your other ear if you're listening to the podcast, it's Cam Blake, not in Hobart, Tasmania, Australia. Cameron is coming to us live from the United States of America. Hello, Cameron. Hello, everybody. How are we going? No, that's a terrible (laughs) American accent. Uh, Hello, how are you going? Yeah, I'm terrible. Um, Yes, we are in America. We are in the land of the home and the free or the brave or whatever they call themselves. Um, Can you guess where I am? Uh, I know where you are, but I'm sure the viewers can guess. Look at that. Live, Live from Zion National Park. So, yeah, we are lunchtime here. What time is it there, Brendan? Uh, it is just approaching 6 a.m. So uh, thank you very uh, much for, 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 for helping me get up at Sparrows. But that's all right. I've, I've, that's- I've got up. I've had my coffee. I've fed the chooks. That is not a euphemism. I've uh, fed the chooks. <laughs> I've gotten gotten busy. It's good. It's good to be busy early. I love it. Um, Cameron, what what puts you other than an airplane? What puts you in the United States? Why 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 are you there? And why are you in Utah? Uh, we are in Utah with Five Star Dan as well. Um, so we're scouting for next year's Utah trip in 2024. So we have two back to back trips here, two 10 day trips coming up in October and November next year so we thought we'd better come and check the place out before we take people's money and show them around so we've been here for this is only our full first full day in zion we were here for a few hours last night the light dropped off pretty quick uh but we're here for another day or two and then we head off to out the back here somewhere at the bryce canyon and then we're going up to arches national park and then we're going um down to monument valley and back to vegas so yeah that's what we're doing here Love it. Um, so yeah. that behind you right now, that that's Zion, is that right? Yeah, yeah. So I'll get my head out of the way for people watching at home. So the can the Zion Canyon sort of runs down right behind me here, and this is sort of like the gateway to it here. Um, don't ask me what all the mountains are called because I haven't I haven't learned them all yet. But there's the three patriarchs are out here somewhere. Uh, awesome. There's a there's a river that runs through the middle of this called Virgin River. Uh, so there's a Virgin Canyon and there's a Virgin Peak and a few other things named after that as well. And around the back of these mountains over here, you can actually, there's a tunnel, man. There's a tunnel that goes through a mountain for about three or four kilometers. It's ridiculous. Um, so we've been up there, which is called the Canyon Outlook this morning. So yeah, it's pretty, it's a pretty amazing place. So we're both pretty, uh, speechless when we got here this morning, it was, um, Hasn't been the greatest morning, but we had some light filtering into the valley. There's all autumn colours through here still at the moment, which is awesome. So next year when we come here, it's going to be smack bang in the middle of autumn. So we're really excited about that as well. Yeah, well, and I can see a dusting of snow in the distance there as well. Uh, no, that isn't. Over back here, there's a small dusting. but Oh, it looks here, like snow actually... on our screens here. It does. And it, that's what I thought it was when we got here as well. But what it is, it's just a bare soil. So it's all oh. sandstone and stuff like that at Waste Away. So it's all different layering. Um, and those bits up there, for some reason, they're a bit white and a bit uh, a bit bare. So Nice. Yeah. Is it sounding really windy where I am? It's a bit breezy. but uh, No, it's not sounding too bad at all. I'm sure the audience okay. will put up with it considering you're on the other side of the planet. Yeah. I got, how's this though? We're in the middle of nowhere and I've got full 5G reception. Yeah. That's, that's America. America. So lift your game, Optus and Telstra. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this is a, this is a cool place. So uh, we've both been pretty blown away by how cool it is. So uh, so yeah, it's lunchtime here. So we're six hours ahead of you guys, but a day behind. So it's yes. only Wednesday here. Um, 
so yeah, we're we're gonna probably have a bit of time down over lunchtime, and then we'll go back into the park and explore a bit more. Fantastic. Um, now Zion National Park, uh, it, it's quite a big park, I'm imagining, but is there good access to it for you guys? This is something that Australia, you know, New Zealand do national parks really well. Um, Australia could benefit from taking some some, some notes out of these guys because everything here is just top notch. Like the roads are all perfect. There's no issue. Like admittedly, it's a pretty quiet time of the year to be here, but the access through the gates all fine. There's parking. The signs are all good. Uh, I'm on a footpath. You might be able to see this is actually a footpath. You can pretty much ride bikes. You've got e-bikes. You can ride all the way down through the valley to the very end. There's shuttle buses that run through there. Uh, there's a little town hill called Springdale, uh, which has got heaps and heaps of shops and cafes and restaurants and hotels and stuff. We actually went and had a look at a local photographer's gallery today, David J. West Gallery. Uh, link in description. Some, link in description. He has got some stunning photos. Um, and Five Star Dan also commented on there that he, he said it reminded him a lot of just how you and I sort of shoot less, not much processing, but just getting it right in camera. Very natural looking stuff, which is great to see. So. Uh, but yeah, it's like really well, really well organized place, and uh, all the roads are great. It's all well signed. Uh, you you do drive on the wrong side of the road here, which is a little bit tricky. <laughs> uh, I would suggest anyone coming to America at least have a spotter sitting in the passenger seat so they can tell you when you're going down the wrong side of the road. Or uh, surely so you yes. haven't done that yet. Uh, I pulled out once and was sort of going down the wrong side of the road, and Daniel was like, <laughs> "Dude, wrong side." So now, now we're sort of just taking the piss a bit because we're just driving. We're doing okay now, but the first couple of days, we got off a flight straight into Las Vegas peak hour traffic. That was fun. Oh, Los yeah, Angeles, now, sorry. Yeah, now, yeah. now, followers of your channel on Facebook might have seen um, a live stream from Vegas a couple of days ago. Um, there was a live stream from Vegas a couple of days yeah. ago, wasn't there, Daniel? Is that still is that still on is that still on the internet is that still available that, that, for people to see? Absolutely, that is uh, online and free access to all. <laughs> uh, that was that was pretty bloody funny. Um, uh, for those of you yeah. listening along that didn't catch it, uh, Cam and Five Star Dan were walking along in Vegas, and uh, let's just say they were propositioned. I guess. Yes, Daniel Moore and I was propositioned. Uh, sure, yes, that's right. I, yes. I noticed you but threw it, him straight under the bus. Brilliant. Oh yeah, I, I threw him perfectly under the bus. It was the best <laughs> throwing under the bus. And and it was funny though. I had the, I still had the camera recording. I was try, I was fighting off one lady trying to tell her I wasn't interested while recording Daniel getting accosted <laughs> by by Santa's little helper. But it was very funny. Um, yes, it's not not often you see Daniel squirm and and sort of look a bit uncomfortable. But that was one. So this is Daniel's first overseas trip of all time. He's never been overseas before. So we've thrown him into the cauldron of coming into uh, LA and Vegas and stuff like that. So uh, now uh, um, we, he's we, handling we, it well. He is handling it well. We can see five star reflected in your glasses, actually. He's, he's okay, yeah. Do you want to have a talk to five star? Do you want me to bring <laughs> him on? Five star needs to stick his head on quickly and say hello to our Come on, viewers five star. and listeners. Come on. I'll put, you can put, uh, you can put this other headphone on. He should be right to here. I reckon Just put that in your left ear, Daniel. Watch the tripod there. Right, oh. right, oh, yeah. Welcome, everyone. Hello, Daniel. Say hello to the Down South Photo Show listening audience and viewers. Hello, hello, viewers. <laughs> how how is your how's your experience so far in the US? Wow, uh, it's it's pretty good. It's yeah. everything I thought it would be, and a bit more. Yeah, good. And you it's, you're uh, enjoying the uh, the stunning view behind you there. Absolutely. If you if you look the other way, you can see like dustings of snow the other way. Yeah, everywhere you and look, there's a couple of incredible. peaks out here that are pretty cool. I've just been wandering over there having a look at them. Nice. Got a couple of shots. Got the camera out before. 
Awesome. And I'm so, sure the viewing good. audience are dying to know five star. What what camera system do you shoot with? Olympus. Oh, there you <laughs> Knock me Lady down with a feather. <laughs> Knock me down with a feather, guys. Who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? Brilliant. All right. That's your five minutes of fame. Piss off. Right. Piss okay. off. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got a real good head for radio. Um, <laughs> so nice. yeah, we're having, we're having a good time. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. The flight over was pretty good. And uh, since we've been here, like Vegas is, Vegas is just nuts. Yeah. Um, everyone that's been there knows that, but the out here is, um, it's beautiful countryside. It's just stunning. So um, I'm really glad that we got out here this year to scout it out because um, like, there's a lot of hikes through here. So it would be pretty hard if you rocked up without knowing the place to try and find some good spots without making people walk you know, 20 miles to get a nice shot. So there's heaps of really easy, accessible shots on, on, on all the roads and little walks around here. So, uh, yeah, really excited about next year. So um, especially with this colour, like I didn't realise this autumn colour, like this is at the end of fall over here, yeah. but I didn't realise how um, – because we're going to be here about a month earlier. It's going to be amazing. It's got almost it's almost it's almost got a bit of an Ovens Valley bright feel with the colours and yeah. So so we're looking forward to that too. Yeah, fantastic. Um, so yeah. Qu questions without notice. Um, here, here we go. Questions without notice. You love them. Uh, when when one heads to the United States on a trip like this, yes. Um, will you carry with you your entire? kit or what 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 sort of what what conditions have you packed for in terms of photographic equipment uh so i got bought a tripod that was one thing i did bring um and you're not, and you're not normally known for your tripod usage let's be honest i'm not usually oh there's a car guy daniel's in love with all the cars around here there's four <laughs> big F, f100 fords and things like that he gets a bit excited um so i brought my olympus camera and i brought a wide angle sort of like an ultra wide and I brought a standard lens and then I bought a zoom lens. I thought so that sort of covers my whole range from sort of ultra wide to sort of almost 600 mil out. So yep. it sort of covers all without bringing heaps of lenses. So, but you know, I've said it a thousand times. I'll say it again, the Olympus camera, I could bring six lenses quite easily here and not have a weight issue. Um, yep. And they all fit in the backpack, uh, which is easy. So I bought a tripod because there's a, there's a river, beautiful rivers and waterfalls and stuff we're going to be looking at. So that just helps a bit. Uh, and especially when you're doing early mornings and late afternoons, at a certain time you've got to chuck it on a tripod uh, and get, get those shots nice and nice and sharp and steady. But so, yeah, so the Olympus and about three, maybe four lenses I think I brought for the whole trip. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And, and, and when people are choosing their lenses, when they're coming on the trip with you, 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 you help them out with that? Like, um, yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So before we go away, we'll give people a bit of a, a itinerary of where we're going and what we're doing and what to bring, what lenses to suit, uh, definitely polarizers and neutral densities if they want to bring them. But it is a bit tricky. So again, like I'm not plugging Olympus, but I never get a people from Olympus coming back saying, oh, what lenses should I leave at home and what lenses should I take? Most times they bring whatever they want. But if you're the big Canon users and Nikon users, they're always limited to maybe two or three lenses. Yeah. Um, so if that was someone coming over here, <clears throat> on my trip or any either trip doesn't matter but i'd probably bring a wide angle like a 16 to 35 and I'd, I'd probably bring like a 70 to 200 i reckon those two sort of lenses would cover 99 percent of what you're going to do down here yeah awesome. so, and, especially um, especially also with like around here there's lots of little slot canyons and small canyons so you're in sometimes you're in quite tight spaces so you want that extra width to, to get it all in as well 
And, and how, how are we um, temperature-wise at the moment? Conditions over there, are they um, fairly mild, like uh, Tasmanian-like? or It is a bit Tassie-like. Uh, I'm yep. not going too bad. Daniel lives in King Lake, so he's not too bad as well. But this morning when we drove in, it was about five degrees yep. Celsius. Um, and then I think it's probably hovering around about 10 or 11 here at the moment. Yeah, okay. Um, and that's, that, that's middle of the day, so... Middle of the day. There's a bit of a breeze that's keeping the temperature down as well. Um, yeah. In Salt Lake City, further north of where we are, they've got snow on that over the weekend. So there is a yeah. chance we might get some snow on this trip uh, when yeah. we go a bit higher. Yeah. So that'd be that'd be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it's bearable. Um, yeah, it, it's it's chilly, but it's bearable. I've just got a hoodie on and a pair of pants and stuff. So awesome. Yeah. So yeah, well, it's all about the altitude there, isn't it? So you you quite yeah. quite high there. Well, we thought that this morning. We we walked in this little, we did this walk, did the big canyon overlook, and I'll I'll put some photos on my Facebook page in the next couple of days. It's absolutely mind blowing view, and it's about a mile return. So again, we don't know what a mile is in kilometers because we're it's stupid. But the first twenty meters of it is just stairs, and Dan and I got to the top of the stairs and like, why the hell are we puffing so much? Like, we're not that unfit. And then we realised, well, hang on a sec, we're at a fair bit of altitude here. Maybe that's that was the excuse we went with, so maybe that was affecting us. But um, yeah, so it's, well, the, yeah, it's a according yeah. according to my um, Google Wikipedia knowledge, um, yeah, the lowest point of Zion National Park is one thousand one hundred and seventeen meters. Right. So, okay. So that that's pretty high in Australian standards. That is, yeah. I don't know what these peaks are at the back here. Look at that one; that's lighting up at the back here. Uh, the highest peak are. is the highest peak is two thousand six hundred and sixty. Uh, the highest meters. peak, yeah, two thousand six hundred and sixty meters at Horse Ranch Mountain. So two thousand six hundred meters is the highest point. That's so that's higher than Kosciuszko. Yes, well and truly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll blame the oxygen for our problems getting up the stairs. <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense uh, to me. Got to blame something. Yeah. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be the stack of pancakes that you had. No, that was before the pancakes. We've got to go walk <laughs> now this afternoon. Uh, um, but yeah, like you look around these mountains, and it's once you're in the valleys here, it's, it feels like a movie set. Like you're just like, this yeah. doesn't look real. It looks like a painting. So uh, a spectacular spot. And I'm, if I wasn't excited before I came here about coming here next year with people, I am now because I just know that um, they're going to absolutely love this, especially with this color that's going to be here. Yeah. Um, it's going to be mind blowing. We do have, funnily enough, we do have two spots left. We had a couple of people have to change their plans, so two spots left uh, for next year. What are you showing me there, Daniel? Sorry, mate. What are you doing? What do you, you got? Some stats for us? Hang on. What's he got? So that there's the Watchman. The Watchman. So this is the Watchman behind us here. Apparently, this range here. Oh, nice work, that, five star Dan. See the arch. And there's an arch there called Crawford's Crawford Arch. arch. Crawford Arch. There's all these arches and stuff through here as well. So above that sort of peak, there's a big arch. So it's Crawford's Arch. Uh, yeah, it's a stunning place, man. We'll have to come here. We'll do it. Yep. Have to do a live uh, show here together. Yeah, that sounds good to me. I'll, uh, I'll, mm. I'll, I'll, I'll tee all that up for you. No worries at all. Now, a little bit That's of right. housekeeping because we actually do have a podcast to to deliver here as well. <laughs> as fascinating as your background uh, is. I thought I thought this is the Cam Blake show. What are you talking yeah, about? That's right. Uh, thank you to everyone for liking, subscribing, and following the channel. We have uh, hit 710 subscribers on the YouTubes. Thank you very much. Um, the People's Choice uh, voting for November on the October comp last month uh, is now closed. So when this goes to air, so um, thank you for everyone for voting. So we'll post up the People's Choice winner. And Cameron, we need a theme for our December comp. Yeah, aren't you, aren't you picking the theme? Because you okay, said I'm not sure. allowed to do it anymore. 
Yeah, <laughs> no, that's right. Because because the the trees this, one this was a little bit a little bit broad. This month's theme will be oxygen. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly Show us right. A picture of oxygen. Yeah, no. well, this l- let me think, and I'll come up with one by the end of the show. But we will have a yeah. December uh, comp running, so I think yep. this Watch out for this that. goes this goes to air on the first of December. So um, there you go. You can uh, yeah. We'll uh, we'll be able, you'll be able to start entering through our Facebook page. Um, we'll, when we'll when are we going to announce the uh, popular winner? When are we going to announce that one? Well, that that'll that'll come up on the Facebook page soon too. So oh, okay, we'll keep you posted. We'll keep you. No, that's fine. You, you've 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 got a few fish to fry at the moment. We'll we'll sort that out. It's all good. <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. For those of you who care, my background is uh, Point Lonsdale. There you go. Nice. That's it. Boring. Yeah, I know. I know. What, yeah. I got. I got nothing. <laughs> that's nice though. It's nice. We got. Uh, we got Don't some patronize long exposure me. Water. <laughs> we got some nice long exposure water shots this morning, just in the valley here. Which I'm yep. really excited about, but that water behind you reminds me a bit of it. Same sort of shutter speed, I reckon. Yeah, uh, my 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 local muse, Point Lonsdale. You love that place, don't you? I do. It's a good spot. Tell you what, the light here is just incredible. Look at this over here. Yeah. Um. Now, as I was talking before, you you moved the camera around, so I'm going to li- yeah. I'm going to go live screen, and you're going to point the camera. I can do a 360 around. if you want. I'll do a 360 where we are. Go for it. Am I live? All right. So. We'll- so this is the main road over here, but this is uh, all the accommodation. Yeah, we can do a whole spin around. There's the hire car that's probably not going to survive the trip the way I'm driving. Uh, we got a bit slanty. There's uh, so there's a bit of snow on this peak out here. There's a bit of five star Dan getting out of the way. Look at him; he's running around. He's, he's a bit gun shy now. There's uh, the watch. That's the Watchman Range. And then we're back to over where we are. So yeah, it's pretty cool. We um right. we went now, to a shop. I'm, we I'm, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make oh. you turn the camera back around. Uh, I, I like the I like the view straight up the path behind you. That looks amazing. All right, can I can I do that here? No, I don't know what I'm doing. Hang on. No, you want it? No, I can't move. Do you want me to go back? Go back? around no. again. Well, go on, go around this is, again. This is terrible. This is terrible radio. No, it's fantastic. Uh, I like the there. Look way. at the as long as Dan wasn't in. You got a beautiful the, the the fence line running across, running up behind yeah, Dan there in the mountains po- in point, the distance. It's pointing. It's pointing into the sun, mate. It's not good radio. No, it's beautiful. Hey, uh, we went to a shop the other day called Pro, Pro Bass Pro. It's an outdoor camping, hiking, fishing sort of store. Holy shit! If I have <laughs> never been in a shop before, it is the biggest shop I've ever been into, and they sell absolutely everything. Anyway, as we're walking out, we went past the gun department, and uh, you, you know, America, America, they love their guns. There was a guy there buying his first gun, which was a what was it? What was he buying? Like a a forty-four Magnum as his first ever gun. And we got talking to the guy behind the counter. And we're like, look, we're from Australia. This is not making any sense to us. Why? What's going on? And he turned around and he goes, oh, one of the saddest days of my life was when I saw all you guys all putting your guns in the trucks and the dumpsters and giving them back to the government. Worst day ever. I'm like, right, yeah, we're leaving this store because yeah, we're clearly in the wrong spot. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you could buy, buy a gun at a department store. It's just nuts, mate. Yeah. So yeah. did you get one? Yeah, yeah, I got, yeah, I got a... A Glock yeah. forty nine and yeah, no perfect. Hey, um, are we talking about any topics today? What are we talking? Yeah, about? So, um, we we had a um, and in fact, it'll be it'll be almost perfect for where you're stood. Um, we have a, a question from Facebook, which we love. Um, really, jump on our Facebook page and ask us anything. Um, and it's about it's choosing a good busy. composition and refining your technique for panoramic mm-hmm. images, Cameron. Now, I mean, you know, you've got a bit of a panoramic Jesus. image right behind you, but um, 
I think the, fa- the first, I'm sorry, I don't ben. know who sent us in the question, ben. but thank you. Ben, them, that's too hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> choosing a composition for a panoramic image, Cameron, what would you normally look out for when you're, when you, I mean, yes. for me, it's, it's like I see it and it sort of wraps around my entire peripheral yeah. vision and it's like, yeah. okay, well, that's, that's a panorama right there. That, that's, that's probably the, the, the dead giveaway. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. Look, it, it is quite amazing that this question has been asked today because this morning I actually did for the first time in a long time, I did some panoramas where we were on this Canyon outlook and you're a hundred percent right. Cause it had this sort of bowl feel like, like this surrounding feel about it. Um, so I think panoramas need to be, they need to be a vast scene, I think, or a wide scene. Um, although having said that, I've done panoramas in forests and other things like that where it works pretty well, but I think you need space. You need space to be able to work that like here behind me, like you could probably panorama all that across back behind me there. Cause it's got a quite a wide space, but, um, yeah. So looking for compositions. Yeah. I think you want to, I don't know if it's too much about foregrounds with panoramas. I think it's more about. I like doing the mountain ranges and sort of ignoring that immediate foreground and sort of getting that sort of middle to back layer. Um, you might be a bit different brands, but um, that's sort of how I look at them. And no, no, I, I'm with you. I, 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 I like to avoid any foreground in a panorama because it, it generally yeah. will, will stick out in the shot. So yeah, it does. Uh, and yeah. Be, and be more of a distraction. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, with, I'm with you there for sure. Like shooting panoramas, you want to have a lot of, uh, distance a lot of background yep. subject to shoot um yep. the only exception to that would be if it's all foreground but not not sort of in between yeah 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 i think it's i think panoramas in a way they're almost designed to eliminate that depth a bit like they're sort of trying to just isolate a mountain range or isolate a horizon or isolate something that's sort of a bit bigger in, in feature um yeah so yeah it, it is tricky um i guess and I do my panoramas. I don't generally do them with my wide angle lens and then trim them down. I try and stitch them together if I can, which is what I was doing this morning. So this morning, I actually, this view was so big, I used a 150 mil lens and stitched about seven shots together and did them as uh, vertical. So I got pretty much the whole top of the mountains all the way down to the bottom of the valleys and this panorama. So that's how I try and shoot mine. I try and shoot them vertically. I think I shot at about 5.6. Keep the exposure the same all the way along from the bright side to the dark side, which is very important. Um, and then I'll go back to the computer and try and stitch them all together. But uh, yeah, compositions though. Yeah. Like I think for me, when I think panorama, I think big, wide, vast grand scenes work really well. Yeah, definitely. And, and uh, pro tip straight off the bat is the keeping your exposure settings the same. So, you know, you might want to, you might use aperture priority, for example, to set to yeah. set your exposure. But as soon as you've got your first one set, flick your camera to manual, and then go yeah. ahead and shoot your vertical pan. And shooting vertically is a really good tip as well because you're going to get loads more information in that photo as well. So yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. You know, a seven a seven shot uh, stitch vertically. I mean, you're, yeah. you're talking about well, essentially on my camera, that's using 140 megapixels for that photo. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, like they got so much detail in them. Um, one thing you can also do, just going back to the exposure conversation and uh, aperture control and stuff like that, you can actually press your AEL lock, uh, auto exposure lock after your first shot. So lock your exposure and then just lock it in the whole way around. And the reason why you want to lock your exposures in for each stitch or each frame is that if you go from a slightly dark to a darker frame or vice versa, you're going to get a line when you stitch. Uh, which Photoshop really can't get rid of. So you want to make sure that exposure is consistent all the way. 
Um, does that, another does tip that mean that, does that mean you've actually pushed your back button? Yeah, I did. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I actually wow. no, actually no, you know, I, I didn't actually. I just kept my finger half pressed and, and locked it in from the first shot. So I pressed it, locked it, and just did a little half press. Yeah. Let, let, let's let's just put a little asterisk on that and say he wasn't yeah. using back button yeah. autofocus. Sorry, folks. I think sorry the reception is breaking out. Sorry, <laughs> I can't hear. Um, um, what else was I going? I was going to say something else about panoramas as well. Um, oh, I can't think now. That's all right. It was going to be. It was another pro tip about something. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll give I'll give you one for sure, and that is um, when you when you're shooting panoramas. Quite often people get very excited about panoramic images and they'll take a photo and it can look fantastic. It is a really good look for panoramas. The issue yeah. I have in the printing game is people will come in looking for a frame for a panoramic photo and nine times out of 10, it's shot in a ratio that's just not frameable yeah. uh, for an yeah, off the shelf right. frame. So that yeah. can be that can be a real issue. So um, normally speaking though, a good and, and I don't I don't want to pigeonhole it, but generally a good ratio for a panorama is three to one. So yep. for example, yep. if you you know you, you might you might have do a print that's 10 inches high, which means it's going to be 30 inches wide. So you know yeah. a three to one ratio to me generally looks pretty good. Uh, I'm not yep. a huge fan of wider than that. Uh, photos generally get that letterbox look about them and yeah. they feel a little bit too thin. Um, yep. you know, I, I think a three to one ratio is good. Um, I'm sure someone's yelling at the screen right now that there is a golden ratio for panoramics, but we don't like that kind yeah. of crap. No, we don't follow rules, mate. Um, <laughs> the three, to, the, the three to one is good as well because it, again, it keeps that that height of the shot a bit more restricted, so you you can cut out those foregrounds, which is great. Um, thinking of other shots I could do here with panoramas as well, like there's heaps of sort of meadows and these beautiful rivers running through here as well. That's something else you could use, like a sort of just a, a nice, beautiful, wide scene of a, of a meadow. Again, you probably wouldn't be worried too much about background mountains and stuff like that. So I think what, what I'm trying to say with panoramas is that whatever you're shooting has to be the hero of the shot. There's nothing else in it apart from what it is, really. So, um, but yeah, I think I think three to one is the same ratio that I, I would like as well, and um, I think that gives you a good sort of ratio and size. Like, you know, for example, if you got an amazing panorama you could do a three meter by one meter print that'd be pretty pretty cool yeah I'll, I'll help you out there um with uh do you have any tips for people like so you go out you know you're on a place you're a place where like where you are or you know you're off on a, on a on a big trip and you come back and you've got literally thousands of images do you have a yes. tip for people to uh isolate your panoramic shots out of your thousands of photos uh, so you know that those photos are belong in a panoramic image yeah, usually I just stick my hand in front of the first frame and last frame, or for in front of each start of each panorama, I'll put a shot of my hand in front, or something like that. So when you pop it up on, when all your thumbnails line up, you'll see it go, oh, there's a hand shot. Okay, the next six or seven or whatever are panoramas. Um, yeah. Some people put their lens cap on and do a dark frame. Others put a finger in front. I know you put your hand up or something like that, don't you? Don't you do yeah, that? I, just, I just point. Point. So I just I just put my finger up and just point and say, "Well, yeah. this is a panorama and it's going that way." And then at the last frame, I'll take the last frame uh, and then the one after, I put my hand up for a stop sign. So that's a panorama. That's the end of it. You're, you're a bloody genius, mate. <laughs> that's so clever. <laughs> <laughs> that's ingenious. Um, but yeah, like I, I don't do heaps of panoramas, but like I said this morning, I had to where I was, and I reckon there'll be a few more on this trip. But they are really cool to do if you are at a, an amazing scene or a massive outlook or whatever it might be panoramas work really well and the reason why i think they work better as well as opposed to ultra wide angle 
ultra wide angle, you start getting a bit of warping on the sides and stuff like that. A little yes. bit of bending on the sides with panoramas. If you're shooting vertical and you're shooting at, you know, not wide angle, generally you'd shoot like a mid range zoom. You can sort of cut a lot of that, that distortion out of your lens. So I think that also looks um, a lot better than that sort of ultra wide angle. Like what we've got here behind me looks nice, but you can sort of see it's a bit curved on this wide angle lens. If you did that in sections and shot it as a panorama, you get beautiful upright mountains and no distortion. Love it. Um, we want to do a quick bit of gear talk in this episode as well. This won't be the longest episode ever because Cam's on a schedule to get out and find these awesome locations, but that's okay. Um, yeah. We, we so wanted we, to just quickly... We? We're, 30, we're 30 minutes in, so we're doing Roughly right. 30 minutes in. So uh, we yeah. want to talk quickly about um, high-quality compact cameras as well, a little bit of gear talk um, on this episode as well. Now... High quality compact cameras are starting to get a little bit thin on the ground. Uh, and that's thanks yes. to uh, the handheld device we all know and love as the phone um, mm. is starting to kill off compact cameras. So are they actually worth it anymore? For example, cameras mm. like the Leica Q series, uh, the Fuji right. uh, X100 series, Sony yep. um, make their, uh, can't remember the name of it, the R series. Um, yeah. yeah. Are they worth it, Cameron? Um, I think they still are. Um, the one I like the most is the Fuji's. The Fuji X100V or whatever it might be is a stunning little camera. You can't get them anywhere, but they're they're pretty good. And and the, the Leica Q, I've had customers have had the Leica Q before. Um, they are good as well. Um, so, well, I actually had a chat about this up on this lookout this morning. There was a guy from California that was there talking to us. And we just took photos on our phone. We're like, how good does it look straight out of phone? But we both all sort of said, well, yeah, it looks good, but it's saturated. It's it's a computational shot. It's a little bit whack where, you know, we all know as photographers, we want that full control of the raw file and have a really nice raw file to work with, which is what these compact cameras can still do. So, yes, I, I think there is still a need for them, um, but they are slowly dying out. That's for sure. Yeah, it's interesting being in, in the game like I am. Um, yes, yeah. believe it or not, I actually still sell cameras, folks. Um, no. Shout out! Shout out to Colleen. I know she watches and listens, and uh, she's just acquired herself a new Nikon outfit. Very exciting. Um, nice. When it comes to the compact cameras, though, I'm, I get frustrated because we still have a lot of people who want those bridging cameras. They're in between a phone yeah. and an SLR. They don't want yeah. to carry an SLR at all. They want to have something small uh, in inverted commas that will go in the pocket. But yeah. um, not always the case. It's uh, yeah, they're just so hard to find now. Um, well, it's like it's the same conversation we had. We had that same conversation last week about entry level cameras are dying off because the phones are taking over. Yeah. Well, the phones are doing the same thing to these compact cameras; they're taking over them. So there's there's these little vacuums that have been created because these little compact cameras and entry level cameras just haven't been selling well, and the iPhones are just taking over. And they do a bloody good job, but like you said, that I don't think they're just. Like yeah. You still need that sort of that sort of entry well, level well, camera, and you still need that compact camera as well. For for example, I mean, you're 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 on your phone right now and recording. I mean, yes, do zoom an amazing in, job. Zoom into those mountains behind you on your phone, can you please? <laughs> so you know, oh, it, it just it just yeah. doesn't. So an an optical yeah. zoom is definitely something that phone manufacturers are working on. There's no doubt about that. But yeah. you know, the well, yeah. companies companies like Samsung, for example, put out a camera, a, a phone that had a ten times optical zoom, and it was using yeah. a tiny little mirror system and all, of it, and it was yeah. absolutely pathetic. 
Yes. <laughs> well, that's so. the thing. Like, I, I, I had a look at a couple of my raw files from the Franklin River the other week. And as soon as I put them on my camera, on my on my laptop, I'm like, they're terrible. Like, yeah. yes, they're raw. Yes, you've probably got a little bit more you know, leeway with them. You can play around with it, but they are, they are not good. So can you hear no. those trucks in the background, Brendan? Uh, barely. Barely? Okay. There's, I'll show you. you know, I'll turn this around. But, you know, there's like all these dump trucks have rocked up. All oh, right. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. They're doing a lot. This must be their, this is like their end of summer season, sort of before winter. I think they get a lot of work done around here. There's lots of bit of, bit of a staging, stuff. bit of a staging yeah. area for the trucks. I think so. Yeah. I should have known that before we got online. But that's, all good. that's fine. We can um, barely hear it, Cameron. It's totally fine. That's good. Good. Daniel's gone for a sleep in the car. He's uh, at a boy. Soft. You can't, you can't handle this world traveling, this young bloke. So, so to, to to just quickly cap off on compact cameras, uh, are they yes. worth it? Yeah, they are. Um, I think they are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're they're very handy to have. But then it's like, okay, I've got my phone, I've got my SLR. What do yeah. you know? But that, that there is still how many, how many cameras? How many cam- how many cameras do we actually need? Well, as many as you can buy, I think. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, at one stage, I had the Fuji X100V. That was a bloody good little camera, and I took it out almost everywhere I went in the car without my bigger camera. If I was doing more photos with my bigger camera, I'd take it out still, but it was a great little camera, like, you know, perfect here. You go have some brekkie in a little town and you don't want to take your big camera. You just grab your, you know, your little camera out and take photos, but we do that with our phone now. It's just the same. So it's, it's really tricky, but I can see, I can see where it's going to end up. We're going to end up with no little compact cameras, but I think we need to keep them. Yeah. I completely agree with you. Um, We don't have a deer cam for this week. So send them in. We need, we'll, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stick with Deer Cam through through the hundreds series. Is this is this the new format for the show? You just fly me around the world and I just sure tune in tune in from all these different places. And we'll just draw just draw a, a continent from a hat and and yeah. off we go. So good. If you would like to buy a camera on a trip around the world, <laughs> that's right. Jump on w, www.dsps.com.au. Gee, you're getting good at plugging the website. I like it. dsps.com.au. Um, I've got a I've got a good mentor. Yeah, that's right. Well, well, uh, let, let's let's quickly talk about the beer donations because they have been flowing in. Pardon the pun, but uh, have you we, have you looked them up or who did them? Of course, I haven't. So we will shout oh, out to yeah. all the beer donations next week. They'll, we'll double down. Uh, I know Mel's bought a beer. Of course, he has. And, thanks, Mel. Uh, thanks, Mel. I think there was someone else as well, but we'll, we'll make a shout out. That's for sure. So what what um where, where to from here, Cameron? Where are you? Where are you heading today? Well, it's twelve, just after twelve thirty now. Here we've just had a brunch. Uh, the light—it's a very sort of scattered cloud day. You can see behind me here; it's, it's a bit of sun poking through every now and then. But it's very scattered, so the light's actually still pretty good to be shooting. But um, we're a little bit tired still, so we're about twenty minutes from where we're staying. We might go back and have a bit of a, a rest for an hour or so, and then we come back into the park later afternoon and go back in. We're going to go head down to the very far end of the the canyon up near the, the place called the Narrows. Um, last night when we got here, we got here right on sunset. We just, we, by the time we got here from Vegas, it was a bit too slow, but um, there was some amazing color. So all these mountains, just all, all the open glow, you know, they all glow orange. That happens yeah. here both in the morning and the afternoon. But whether or not we get it tonight with these clouds, I'm not sure, but we'll come back in and have a look. And then um, tomorrow morning, we'll probably pack off and head up, uh, pack up and head off early as we head off out this way out to Bryce Canyon where we're staying for a night and then uh then we're sort of further over to the the east side of utah for, for the next few days after that so very exciting mate it's a good, beautiful place 
Yeah, no, it looks awesome. And um, if people want to keep up with Cam's adventure, uh, jump on his Facebook page, uh, Cam Blake Photography. Just do a little um, link in the description. Very good. Yes, Jeff, <laughs> I'll be. I'll, I'll, I put some photos up uh, last night from the uh, this little happy snaps, but I got some really nice photos this morning that I'm quite happy with. So um, we'll probably go back and do maybe a bit of editing when we go back into the, the hotel room, which is what we sort of do on the trips as well. We have a bit of downtime in the middle of the day just to get people's batteries recharged when the light's a bit shittier. Yeah, well, um, and we're also conscious, well, you will also be conscious of jet lag as well, like there's the, the yeah. old time zone difference. It's actually not that bad to the States because... because it's not, no. Yeah, because you sort of get a get a day on the plane basically and then you, yeah. That's right. So that, that was what we spoke about on the way over. Like we, we had our watches set for Melbourne time and knew what time we were landing here. And Daniel and I like, you know what, let's just try and go to sleep at the normal time. If we get four hours sleep, we'll wake up in the morning when we're landing it'll be like we just wake up naturally yeah uh and that's what that's worked like we don't actually feel too bad um but on the way home might be a bit different uh we'll see how we go but time difference wise it's not too bad I'll tell you what's doing my head in ladies yep. and gents more than anything there is christmas decorations all through this town it's a typical little alpine town it looks stunning there's christmas trees and lights on but there's bloody autumn trees out i'm like yeah you're freaking you're freaking six months too early folks what's going on it's making <laughs> no sense doing my head in everywhere we go and it's cold and it's Christmas time. Like it really, that's thrown my brain out a bit. Um, yeah. But, but this, this town down here, Springdale, um, it's Ameri- Americans just do everything bigger and better, don't they? So the Christmas decorations here, it's well, not little Christmas bigger. trees. Yeah, maybe not better. <laughs> um, but, you know, little little Christmas trees all along the road that we have in Victoria or Tassie or whatever. No, no, no. We're going to get full-size bloody trees all the way through here. We're going to have 6 million lights hanging off every single one of them. There's Merry Christmas on every single door. Um it's yeah, they they just go overboard with everything they do. It's crazy. So, yeah, that's awesome. But I must um, admit, um, they must admit they've they've all been extremely lovely. I know Americans sometimes have a bad rap about being rude and obnoxious. Um, no, that's only everyone, when they're out of their own country. Out of in here, like everyone we've had on this trip so far, we've run into has been absolutely beautiful, wonderful people. So, um, if you're ever thinking of coming to the states, and that's something that might turn you off about the people, no. And we've seen. We saw two F-22 Raptor fighter jets flying around yesterday on the way up here. So it's America, it's America man. America. Yeah. America. America. Uh, now, have <laughs> you have you uh, encountered... <laughs> one, sorry, one, one, one other thing, sorry. On the Please way do. here, on the, one, on the way here this morning, there's a big ranch out here. Had this huge flagpole with the American flag on it. And as we could see, it was sort of first light. We could see the flag just slipping around. But we saw it better because there's a spotlight on the flag, you know. It's not just enough to have the giant flag. You got to have a spotlight on it just in case you forgot where you live. It's hilarious. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> have you um have you encountered uh, other photographers so far? Uh no no. We I think I saw one this morning sneaking around the river where we were. It looked like a guy with a tripod. Didn't happen um, to have a big wooden camera, did he? With you know an eight by no, ten negative have, in it. No, I haven't seen Ben Horn um, <laughs> at all. Uh, I actually, it's funny though because. We've been to a few places already in here. I'm like, I don't really know where he goes. He must, well, there's lots of little slot canyons and things that you can go in. But when I've watched his videos, I'm like, oh, where the hell is that? Like, so he, he obviously knows the place very well, uh, which is yeah. a benefit for him. Um, but no, there's not many. There's a guy this morning with just had like a point and shoot camera, um, but not many. It's pretty quiet. And everyone we've spoken to has said, you've come really at the right time of the year. It's like really quiet. And it's 3% occupancy the next couple of days in this whole town. So, wow. We've got, the, we've got the whole place to ourselves, which is great. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? I mean, that it's such a beautiful time of year to be there, 
I guess it's the yeah. holiday season there as well. So people yeah. tend, tend to go well, over it, their families it, and things like that. Well, they've had Thanksgiving a few days before we got here. So yeah, really like it's just pretty quiet. Like everywhere we've been, there's maybe one or two people in the car park and that's it. It's fantastic. Right. Well, we ran into some Australians this morning as well. There you walking go. Along, walking along, along, along a lookout path. The only reason we knew they were Australians because we were coming to this narrow section and we all went to the left-hand side. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Must like, be. Oh, yeah. So um, we've been asked if we've been Kiwis a couple of times. Yep. Yeah, but just I ask said, them oh, if they're Canadians. Be, that's what I said. Oh, you must be from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, no, we're, we're I, having a good time. It's been great. Can I just give a shout out to um, our friends of the podcast uh, who oh, accommodated us so well a month ago up in Swan Hill? Um, yes. Swan Hill actually copped a bit of flooding yesterday. Uh, oh. Yeah. Uh, they got uh, 90 millimeters of rain in six hours in Swan Hill, which is absolutely unheard of. Um, yeah, so there's a nothing, nothing treacherous. No one's, no one's in danger or anything. But um, out in the Mallee area has has copped yeah. a hell of a lot of rain, which is really devastating for the farmers out there. Um, poor yeah, timing. Just, about to destroy the crops, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, about to. Yeah. So uh, hopefully not too much damage has been done. But a shout out to our friends mm. up Swan Hill and the Mallee doing it a bit tough at the moment. Well, you know what we need to do? We need to run some more workshops up there to get some yeah, more people right. up there to see how good it is. Well, well, we'll definitely be doing that. Uh, how, nice. How, right. how good is how good is freaking view? Be honest. No, it's fantastic, and 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 uh, thanks for sharing nice. it with the with the down south no, no, photo show you. audience. Yeah. Ken, it's uh, me. My pleasure. Just as the trucks start to move off now, as we finish recording. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. We haven't we haven't heard any background noise whatsoever. Uh, this has worked pretty well. Like I said, we've got full five G and yeah, and that's pretty uh, crazy. Yeah, the sun's. Uh, you know, it's funny, like you go to Australia, especially in the southern states, you notice that colour and the light in autumn, you get the sun a bit lower in the sky. Same thing here. It smells the same. It feels the same. The light's the same. Yep. You're just on the other side of the world. It's really cool. Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely gorgeous. So uh, hmm. we're not not even sure where you'll be next week, but we'll we'll work something out for another episode, I'm sure. Uh, what's the date next week? I don't know. Uh, it'll be the 6th of, well, yeah, it'll be it'll be the 6th or 7th of December. I'll be. I'm, I'm on a plane on the sixth. Oh, there you go. Perfect. Well, we'll work, get, may, maybe the, I, we'll. I, we might sneak in another episode before uh, from from OS yeah. before you get back. I could probably do the Grand Canyon for you if you want to do the Grand Canyon. Oh well, you know, might have. Yeah. Who wants to see that? Yeah. Uh, you know, we we leave on the sixth and we get back on the eighth, so I, I don't do December seventh this year. Yeah, that's so cool. You're not. Yeah. So I just looked at the car pulling in there. I'm like, why is that lady not driving with the steering wheel? She's on the passenger side of our cars. <laughs> so weird. Still not got so, your head around that. No, like she's got no steel. I, I, Daniel got in the car the first day and tried to put his foot on the brake. <laughs> so, <laughs> Perfect. Uh, anyway, all right. Thank you for letting me tune in from over here. It's been fun. No, no worries at all. We'll uh, possibly see you from the Grand Canyon next yeah. week. If not, um, yeah. we'll see you back in Hobart Town, Tasmania. But uh, yeah, uh, that is it. That's the podcast. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Yes. Uh, we will see you for episode we're 103 <laughs> we're getting into high numbers now cam it's hard to yeah, keep, yeah, yeah. keep count gonna take you gonna take your shoes and socks off now don't we <laughs> uh, we'll see you for episode 103 next week uh safe travels cam and five star thanks for thanks, thanks for jumping on we'll see you next week see you all see you all <laughs>